0: Welcome to the NRL Fantasy Podcast brought to you by our friends at DoorDash. Round 6
1: teams are here and Don Brock, there are changes, many, many changes. Changes galore. There are some uh, popular fantasy players uh, dropped. There are a couple of cheapies in who could be bargains. There's a few big names back, so plenty happening. Some uh, some about-to-be-very-popular
0: fantasy players mm-hmm. name this week, I suspect. Let's get into it. Round uh, six kicks off on Thursday night up there at Suncorp Stadium. The Brisbane Broncos hosting the Penrith Panthers. Uh, the halves merry-go-round continues. Anthony Milford is out of the team um, for possibly a month or so, we think, according to um, a fairly vague Kevin Walters, Brady Croft and Tom Dearden partnered in the halves. Tessie New is also gone from the centres, punted in favour of Jesse Arthurs. Jordan Rickey is back to the interchange, which is almost more uh, problematic than uh, being out of the team altogether. Um, Pango Jr. moves to an edge. Pat Garrigan back from suspension at lock. What do you make of this mess?
1: Yeah, that could be three cells right there, Milford, Tessie New and uh, Jordan Rickey. So bad news for those of us who own, well, all of them in my case. You all all of them in my case also, Yeah. yeah. So probably a case of picking which ones to trade first. Uh, Milford was actually going really well in terms of fantasy points. He wasn't playing great, but um, his fantasy score on the weekend was good again. 55, he's still got money to make if he's playing. You know, If he misses a week and comes back, then you know, happy days, just keep him. But if he's going to be missing a month, then you know, you're in trade territory and... If the croft in combination works great and Milford doesn't come back, then yeah. you know obviously he's a sell. So, tough situation. Uh, and yeah, Jordan Rickey, as you said, on the bench where edge forwards tend to score pretty badly. He's got a break even in the mid-20s. He might not score more than 25 if he just plays on the edge this week. Mm. So, yeah, concerning signs all around for those guys.
0: It's a four-forward bench as well with Milford out altogether. The utility, which had been... Din or mm. Croft is gone and John is back alongside Flegler-Bullimore and obviously uh, Ricky. So if Tavita Pangai Jr. plays big minutes on one edge and Glenn, we're assuming as captain, is going to play big minutes on the other, I'm not really sure how he gets on the field. And even if he does get on as a middle, they're not going to need him for big minutes given, yeah. you know, Payne Haas is going to play 60 or 70 and, um, you know, a few other guys, lodges going to be out there for a, a fair while. So every chance he scores under
1: 25, so that's... um. <coughs> Yeah, concerning for him at the very least try to bump him out of your starting 17 this week into your um, absolutely reserves and, and yeah
0: possibly trade it's been uh, I covered the the last Broncos game um, on first night against South com and it was a very confusing press conference from Kevin Walters who sort of said that was Milford's best game of the year and then separately said you know our kicks and last tackle plays really hurt us which is probably Milford's job, you would think, Mm -hmm. as the senior half, and then comes out and drops him. And then now he's saying he's trying to get Milford out of the firing line for a bit and he could be back in a few weeks. So I'm not really sure what's going on. I'm not sure Kev knows what's going on,
1: but um, whether he's gone for one week or four weeks or who knows. They do have some very tough games coming up. They've got uh, Penrith this week, Parra next week. I think the week after, someone good as well. So, you know... (laughs) Chances are they're in for some heavy losses. There'll be probably pressure to make more changes at that point, in which case Milford back will be an obvious move. So who knows, if it's, if it's two weeks and he's back then you're probably better off holding, but mm. nobody, even Walters, doesn't know at this point, I would say And
0: he's been, like you said, without playing amazingly, scoring pretty well in yeah. the mid-50s, getting lots of kick meters seems to be winding up with a few tackle busts a week without looking like particularly wants the ball in his hands as well, so um, yeah, a, a bit of an annoying one uh, this early in the season, anyway, the Penrith team, uh, unchanged from last week, although they do have um, players out injured who aren't too far away guys like Corusau and Dylan Edwards,
1: Um, Other than the ongoing Nathan Cleary show, what do you make of this side? Yeah, pretty much good signs for all the popular guys in this team. Well, the main ones, yeah, Cleary, 93 again. He's averaging 90 for the season. It's insane. Um, Rough for those who don't have him. Uh, Likewise, Paul Marovsky's been great in the centres, was quite cheap to start the season. He's not as cheap anymore. He's almost made 150 grand already and producing keeper level level scores, so... He looks terrific. Spencer Lenu the other one. He mm. only got 25 minutes again on the weekend, but he got 44 points anyway. He made 200 run metres in 25 minutes, which is... That's pretty nuts. Nuts, yeah. And a few tackle breaks as well. So, again, a bit risky to put in your top 17 as a scorer because you can get 25 or 30 with that kind of game time. But... Um, the way he's going is going to make a fair bit more money I yeah, would
0: say. i think with the uh the mess in my team this week and ricky being out i might have to rely on spencer you in the the 17 but uh, hopefully uh, ivan comes to his senses and gives him 40 odd minutes and he can make 400 meters yeah, why not who knows? Um, not much else to say with Penrith, really. Luai and Brian Toto also scoring really well, but whoever's in your team there, if, if you don't have Cleary, it's probably getting to the point where you need to try and find a way to get him in. Uh, Knights in the Sharks, 6pm, uh, McDonald Jones Stadium. Knights team, multiple changes. Uh, Bradman Best, back from injury, is one of the main ones. Uh, Kurt Mann is back as well at 5.8, which means Connor Watson goes back to the forward rotation, named to start at 13, probably comes off the bench again, we think. Yep. Um, Braden Musgrove debuts uh, on the wing, in place of Statoa, who I think he's just left out. He's sort of had a, a rough couple of weeks. He'll be back in first grade at some point, but um, Musgrove gets his chance for now. And uh, obviously, Calum Ponga, who came back last week, was one of the few
1: nights to uh, actually go okay fantasy-wise. Yeah, he started a bit quiet. It was his first game uh, of the season, obviously, but then uh, kicked on, made a few busts, and then a long-range try in the second half, got 60 points, which is... You know, bang on what his average was, I think, last year and what he's expected to score this year. So it's good signs for him. Not many would be buying him just yet with all these other fires to point out, I would imagine. But uh, he should be a gun again this year. Um, yeah, Connor Watson, as you say, he's one of those winners from Kurt Mann coming back. Uh, in general, having Man and Best and Jacob Cervidi back is good for the, the team as a mm-hmm. whole, so probably good for all those scorers. Um, and yeah, Jane Braley still getting big scores. He's the best cash cow of the year so far, 347,000 mm. in uh, increases. He's probably a keeper anyway at hooker this, yeah. this season.
0: I mean, you've just got a, an absolute keeper for very cheap at the start of the year, which um, many people did. He's in a lot of fantasy teams. Um, they're not the most popular fantasy players uh, going around, but all of uh, Frizzell, Barnett, Daniel Saifidi and Clemmer have been you know, picked up by quite a few coaches mm. and all were just massive unders last week just really disappointing against the Titans but I assume it's probably a
1: wait and see on most of those guys yeah they all had pretty ordinary games Barnett Mm. made a few mistakes Um, uh, Brazil, yeah a few missed tackles up against uh, David Fafita so yeah I imagine they'll all bounce back uh, stronger team this week this could be the week to maybe Get an upset win over a Sharks team that's uh, in the headlines with coaching changes this week.
0: Well, yes, speaking of the Sharks uh, news, just before we came in to record the podcast that John Morris officially will not be their head coach in 2022, Craig Fitzgibbon, is coming in to take over. That won't happen this year. We assume John Morris is going to keep doing it uh, for now. Team-wise, not a lot. Doing fantasy-wise, Wade Graham and Josh Dugan both out uh, due to uh, head knocks, Sifa Talakai back from injury
1: uh, on the interchange.
0: Um, not a whole lot fantasy-wise. Uh, Chad Townsend's going really well. Yeah.
1: Townsend still good. Another score close to 70. A couple of 50s for Will Kennedy. Tig Wilton in the second row as well had a couple of good scores. Um, Jesse Ramian got close to 50 as well. None of these guys are... Uh, bargains uh, anymore, but um, players to keep an eye on. Ramian may be one of those centre options if you want to lock in a keeper going forward, although there's some probably better value guys this week. Mm, even
0: uh, I know Matt Moylan was in a lot of teams, still in 16% of teams, actually, but other than one or two sort of 40 odd scores, he's been pretty disappointing. I think 21 on the, the weekend, so it's made about 60 grand, but very, very slow burn uh, in terms of money making there. Second Friday game. This is one of the real blockbusters of the round. Storm up against the Roosters. Um, Storm been absolutely phenomenal. Uh, the past fortnight unchanged, I think, or a couple of tweaks in the forward pack. I th- um, yeah. Nelson starts at
1: lock. The same team. Probably goes by Tuesday. Same yeah. 17, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which is a little bit of a surprise. I kind of would have thought Harry Grant would be officially mm. in the starting team by now, which he isn't. He might be on game day. It's good for everyone who doesn't have him, I guess, which is just about everybody. That yeah. um, uh, Off the bench last week, 44 points in 53 minutes. Very good scoring rate, but it's you know not the 60 he's going to mm. average when he starts starting. So his price is going to come down for the f- few weeks while he's coming off the bench, which is good. Um, regardless, Brandon, Brandon Smith, uh, 31 points. I think he was a bit crook last week. but Yeah, he was sick
0: all week. Craig Bellamy was making fun of him in the press conference. Yeah. <laughs> I saying recall. thought he had pneumonia or
1: something when you just had a sniffle. That's true. So uh, that hurt him then. But even regardless, going forward with Grant, presumably taking 80-minute hooker roll at some point, yeah. it's probably going to hurt Brandon Smith scoring. So I don't know how much more money he's got to make, if any.
0: Probably none, yeah. I mean, he just goes back to what he was doing last year when Cameron Smith was yep. there, which was the bench sort of impact forward roll. Um, Ryan Pappenhausen, only 70. It's barely halfway. Only 70. The week before, I was a little bit
1: disappointed. If you made him captain and <laughs> wasn't the worst move in the end yeah he's still not Cleary but
0: he actually know, made so. more than my captain who was Jaden Braley so I probably should have oh, okay. cut him if, if anything it's tough that captaincy lottery it is annoying um, Rooster's team um, I mean there's a little bit going on here Ben Marshke is their what six string hooker he's got to uh, head to the judiciary um, which I think happens not too long after this podcast so by the time you're listening you may even know if he's in or out yep. Um There is a Jesse Marshkey in the reserves. I don't know if he's the likely hooker cover or if uh, Adam Kieran, who's back on the interchange, having recovered from injury, if he comes into the starting side and potentially Hutchison goes to hooker or what the plan is um, there. But uh, fantasy-wise, what are your key takeouts?
1: Sam Walker, I guess, was the story last week again. um, He got 51. It was looking like a potentially lousy score at Mm. halftime or early in the second half where... He was getting a targeted a lot in defence, as he will all season. I imagine um, he's pretty little, made a few missed tackles, but then stepped up and had a try, uh, two or three, maybe three assists in the end.
0: Yeah, one try assist early on, and then uh, that scored a try and set and two more to. up in a like yeah. a seven-minute burst of just turning the game on its head. Yeah, so great
1: game. So, uh, uh, yeah, very good signs for him. Just about everyone would have him by now, I would think. If you haven't, then he's an obvious cow that you got to snap on, up. Yeah. Um, otherwise, Brett Morris is scoring a ridiculous number of tries. Averaging more than two
0: tries per week and still scoring, averaging about 70 in fantasy it's or something. Did you didn't see nuts. that coming. Don't, don't buy him. Don't buy him. Don't buy him no. We're going to keep
1: saying don't buy him. He's going to keep, keep averaging. But 70. it's got to stop at some point. Well,
0: it's priced in now, so even yeah. if he does keep scoring that, you just you might as well just buy Payne Haas or something. Yeah, exactly. Um, anyone else? Crichton's still scoring well. Um, Crichton was good, 67. Tedesco, poor score, but. Yeah. Obvious keeper. That's okay. He's still averaging 60, I think. Tupanua back into the starting side after a couple of quiet weeks um, due to the head knock. Uh, Saturday footy kicks off with the Sea Eagles and the Titans out there at uh, Glenmallow Oval at Mudgee. Very picturesque ground. Tommy Turbo back in the side um, after that hamstring strain and Homali Kowatu into the back row in place of Jack Gajewski, who's out injured.
1: Yeah, so a very cheap second-row starter. Not very cheap, but two ninety two K under three hundred. Fairly granders. cheap. Fairly cheap. Um yeah, so what do we think his job security is? In if we thought he was gonna keep that spot for six weeks or more, then he's another cash cow, you would expect. You should get forty points. Yeah. Roughly as a second rower.
0: Well here's I was at the Manly Penrith game, it was that two weeks ago now, and Des Hasler said uh Hormaly is about two weeks away and Curtis Sirenen is about four weeks away. Two weeks later, Oluquatu was into the team, so I think Curtis Sirnan back in another two weeks after this, so round eight-ish for Sirenin. Um He's straight into the starting side when he's fit, no mm. question about that at all. So the question then is, does Hamali go back to the bench or does Josh Schuster go back to the bench? Bearing in mind, Schuster is more of a 5'8", who's just been filling in, but also has been going very well, probably one yeah. of their best players along with DCE the past couple of weeks. Um, Hamali's still a young up-and-comer, but obviously big and physically imposing mm. Um, I guess that's the, the lottery. Um, if you're buying, buying Ola Kowatu, then you're hoping that Sirenen replaces Josh Schuster, but pretty much all of us own Josh Schuster, so you don't want that to happen. But <laughs> yeah. Maybe it does. Um, so that's a long-winded way of saying job security could be better.
1: Yeah, a bit risky. I mean, the safe option, I guess, is waiting two weeks, but if he goes well, then by that point he's made a fair it's bit too of money late, anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. A, a little risky, I think, still. Um Trebojevic, speaking of Risky Risky uh, was very popular in the preseason. Mm. had had injury worries in the past which a lot of us I had him before the season started I was happy to um to risk it but now that he's coming off a hamstring injury I think suddenly well not suddenly he's too risky now he's also Yeah um so he's still priced at I think 37 yeah uh, he Correct. can score in the 40s He scored 52 points a game a couple of years ago, but that would still put him a fair bit below your Tedesco's, uh, Ponga, Pappenhausen now as well. So he's not really a top level keeper, which means if you get him, it's as a cash cow and I don't know, he's not that cheap. And with the injury drum, could be one to to skip past.
0: Yeah, he is attractively priced if he goes well, but. There's no way I'd be taking the risk this week, especially absolutely. because he's had me in the first half. Yeah, um, you'd be absolutely kicking yourself. I'd want to see him get through one game. I mean, if he somehow gets 75, then you've, you know, paying a bit over for him next week if you're that keen on him. But I don't think it's worth the risk. He's not traditionally a really heavy scorer consistently either. He doesn't get. As many tackle busts as your Tedesco's yeah. and, and Pappenhausen's, these sort of guys. So he'll have a game where he runs 300 metres and scores a couple of tries, but he doesn't get those five to six busts every week that your um, premium wing fullbacks get. Um, so I wouldn't be too worried about him exploding out of range too quickly. Anything else on Manny before we move on?
1: Not really. Uh, DCE got 93 points mm. last week, including a uh, field goal and a few try assists. So he's still, still a gun for those who mm. were concerned he wasn't. Yeah,
0: he's uh, definitely a keeper. Titans team, uh, David Fafita, hat-trick, 104 mm. points, good. Uh good, or uh, well done to you if you captain him. Uh, might be one of those guys to captain against the weaker teams and not against the uh, the better teams, because yep. he's really bullying some of the, uh, the weaker edge defences, and that could happen again this week against Manly. Team-wise, pretty much unchanged. I think Phil Sammy okay after that head knock um, last week. Tino Fasoamala'awi, just 20 points. He got pushed out wide after Sammy went off early, um, mm. which amazingly, you would think Tyron Peachy would yeah. be the substitute that gets pushed you know, into the, the various spots, but he Played most of the game in the middle. He played the whole eighty minutes. I think he finished up at centre, but was in the middle for most of it. And uh, did some really good attacking stuff while he was out there.
1: Yeah, Peachy's role is is perfect for those who have not in fantasy. Is that mm. he's got the lock spot, you know, ahead of Tino, and then yeah, the fact he keeps a spot in the middle when injuries hit in the back line now is uh, is very encouraging. So he's uh, he's not cheap. Again, if you need a centre, if you've lost Tessie New, um, and a few other centres have gone recently, then uh, he's probably the best of them. But he's also Very expensive. Mm. Um, Get what you pay for, I guess, at this point. Although his price is on the up as well after that 69 on the weekend. uh, Similar story for Jamal Fogarty, who had another good score. He was injured two weeks ago and got that seven, which brought his price down, so he's quite uh, cheap by his usual standards, but then back to the 60s on the weekend and could get another good score this week. So, yeah, both those two guys probably cut price keepers at this stage.
0: Yeah, I mean, Fogarty break 52 now, so he's, even with a really good score, he's not going to move too much, so he's not an urgent buy, but, uh, yeah, potentially one to look at. Um, it's probably that covers it for the Titans. Let's have a look at the Rabbitohs and the West Tigers. Um, Rabbitohs just absolutely cruising at the moment. Um, Cody Walker back from suspension. Benji Marshall goes back to the interchange. Latrell Mitchell was absolutely on fire against Brisbane.
1: He was so his attacking stats are uh, uh, insane. At the yeah, of the year. he's um, scoring a try a game basically. Was it five tries? Yeah, six assists. A lot of uh, tackle breaks as well. I don't think he can keep up this <laughs> this trend. Like he's not going to finish the year with 25 tries and 30 assists, is he? That's maybe. Maybe <laughs> is that possible? Not sure. I mean, it's been obviously been tremendous for those who have mm. him. Um, one of the top winger fullbacks in fantasy this year. Um, and he's even taking out the attacking stats. The run meters and tackle breaks are, are a big step up mm. of, on what they were last year. So encouraging signs there. I still expect his average to drop a bit when in a few of those tri-assists, you know, start dropping out. But against the, the bottom eight teams like this week, he is um, every chance of getting a mm. few more big attacking plays. I mean, quite a few of his tri-assists
0: are just a regulation catch and pass. He's not doing yep. anything absolutely, you know, out of the box. He's just sort of... Cutting out the center, going to Alex Johnson who goes over in the corner, and it's just seven points for Latrell every time he does it, um, averaging the same as Tedesco, or zero point three per game, less than Tedesco who's got I don't know how many tries, five or six tries of yep. his own. So, um, good signs for Latrell. Damien Cook uh, continues to go bad, good, bad, good, <laughs> bad score wise.
1: Yeah. So uh, forty four in the weekend. Before that he had eighty, and then before that he had thirty something, and then an eighty eight, and yeah, mm. he hasn't had a score between. Like fifty and eighty this yeah. year, um, which traditionally that's been his zone where he scored consistently. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So I guess if you've got him, probably just ride it out for a bit, unless you need to make a move to Cleary or something. But. Um, yeah, I hope he's got, you know, he's due for an eighty this week, I suppose, if <laughs> well, the trend continues. If the trend
0: continues, exactly. Uh, Tigers team, absolutely horrible in the first half against the Cowboys, then very good in the second half. A whole lot to talk about fantasy-wise here. Probably the headline is uh, Jacob Little, who has been missing a lot of tackles um, despite scoring well in fantasy, has made way for Jake Simpkin, who has been doing some really good attacking stuff in reserve grade. A lot of try assists um, and a few tries so far this season. Um, it's not only that, Stefano Utok. Manu is into the starting side. He's been a popular cashier. He made 150 grand or thereabouts. Um, Dane Laurie, 46, again on the weekend with a try scored really well. Um, Luke Brooks in a lot of teams uh, under five for his form, but still scoring pretty well. With another 55 for him. Uh, James Roberts in a lot of teams struggled his way to eight on the weekend, which hurt, hurt plenty of people. Joe Afengawi, who I sold once he went once mm. he went back to the bench. Started on an edge and made 73, which was frustrating for those of us who've already sold him. He's
1: starting on an edge once again. again yeah. So, I don't know, talk us through all that. Yeah, a lot of dramatic news, you know, good news and bad news in that in that uh, one team. Yeah, the little news, as you say, is probably the big one. So, he's in a lot of teams. He's been making a lot of money. He scored three tries as well, which kind yep. of both helped his fantasy scores and possibly helped him keep his spot in the team this far um, ahead of Simpkin, who's been... Very promising uh Simpkin comes in he's 228 k base price a hooker he won't play the 80 we expect with BA still on the bench, but yeah if he plays 50 or 60 and and does well, he should still score quite well and uh, yeah so then it's just down to job security. how long will he keep the spot um, I assume it's going to be more than a couple of weeks it might be for yeah. the rest of the season I'm prepared to
0: say if he plays well, he keeps the spot yeah end of story um the spot's his to lose now that he's been picked ahead
1: of Little on form. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he's going to be a popular by this week. He frees up a lot of money. If you go the obvious Little to Simkin move, you've got a lot of cash to spend Yeah, on a second trade. Um, you could wait a week and see how he goes and then get him. He'll still be fairly cheap, you'd expect, unless he gets a 50 or 60. Mm. Uh, still, you know, won't be out of reach. But, um, yeah, so he looks very tempting. Little, I guess, is a sell at this point. Um, I mean, it's possible that if Little
0: comes back, he comes back via the bench and tag teams with yeah. Jack Simkin, in which case he can start, uh, he's got a low break even now, so his next game he makes money, but he won't make much more if he comes back via the bench. And like we said, he could be out for, for months before he forces his way back into the team. So I'd be happy to sell him. Well, I think I am selling him. As Are well. you making
1: that trade? Little out, Simkin in? Will yeah. Be a very popular move. Yeah. The one thing to do when making that trade is is make sure you get Simpkin and not Simpkins. (laughs) There's two two Simpkin-related names in the same club.
0: In the same club. So Tukamia Simpkins Um, of the Cowboys previously is a
1: forward. Yeah. Don't buy him, buy Jake Simpkins. I'm really interested to see how much Simpkins goes up. in. in (laughs) What's he at the moment? Uh, Hopefully not many. But um, anyway, don't Don't make make that mistake. Don't be one of those people to make that mistake. Uh, James Roberts, the other one. Um, There was some... Uh, risk he was going to get dropped as well with a few other uh, players making way, but he hasn't at this point. So, mm.
0: well, Joey Le Lewis out again with a uh, jet bear. Yeah. And... yeah,
1: so Roberts gets to keep his spot at least one more week. I think he's probably a hold before that eight points, which was pretty disastrous. He made a couple of scores in the high 30s without yeah. any tries, so the potential is still there for him to average 40 and up if he gets his act together and mm. gets a few tries. As we sit here right now, Tukamir
0: Simpkins is in more teams than Jake Simpkins. Wow. It's 2.5% ownership to 2.1%. So hopefully that changes. That hopefully too. that changes by uh, the time the round starts. Um, that's enough Tigers talk. Uh, let's move on to the Raiders and the Eels Saturday night down there at GIO Stadium. Caleb Aikens comes in at fullback for Chance Dickel-Kluchstar, who unfortunately is out for potentially a couple of months with a, uh, a neck issue. Um, horrible news for him and for the Raiders, uh, one of the real likeable players in the game. Hopefully uh, we see him back sooner rather than later. Um, I was hopeful that Bailey Simonson might get a crack at fullback because he's clogging up my 21 spot um, on my bench, but it's Caleb Akins, the former Panther, who's going to be um, filling in that role. Otherwise, um, pretty much unchanged, I think. What do you take outs here? Well, Curtis Scott replaces Sam um, oh, yeah, Chris, sorry.
1: But. Yeah, I, I think not much new fantasy-wise. So Jack Whiten got one of his good games, 77 points. Uh, Joshua Rapali got 54, which is good. Um, Rapinoe, who was flying for the first four weeks, got 25, which, as mm. Bailey Simonson fans know, is a <laughs> normal score for a winger. I think Rapinoe will probably bounce back a bit but uh, he won't be scoring 50 points a week Mm. Um, in saying all that I don't know if there's any buys or sells in that team no unless you lose um, patience with Simington yeah there's
0: not much doing there Um, the Eels team uh, Dylan Brown has taken the one week um, for the crusher tackle Against the Dragons, wasn't a whole lot in that one, I don't think. But Will Smith comes into the starting side. Uh, Ryan Madison again named pushing Isaiah Papali'i back to the bench. Um, Hopefully he's okay. Hate seeing uh, players miss games with um, concussive symptoms. So fingers crossed he's all right. Um, Isaiah Papali'i would have been a phenomenal pick. Probably a bad, strategically not a good idea to pick him off the bench in round one, but it would have worked out sensationally. 88 for him on the weekend.
1: Yeah, so another good try for him. Uh, Yeah, he's been terrific. So uh, he gets really involved even on an edge. So obviously his work rate's great in the middle, but I think he made more than 40 tackles as well, filling in for Ryan Madison and try and bust and everything. So he's back to the bench, uh, assuming Madison does play this week, Um, which, I mean, theoretically could hurt his scoring, but it has not at this point. So Mm. I don't know. Every week we owe um and r over whether he's a, a buyer and going to be a keeper, but the longer you wait, his price is just taken off every week. And, and, and long term, going forward, he's going to be a bench player. So it still seems a risk mm. to spend that much money on a bench forward, but um, I wouldn't be that surprised if he averages 50-55 for the rest of the season.
0: No, I mean, he's pl- playing 55 minutes in the middle when he is a bench player and still scoring 60 points. So yeah. Yeah, it looks like he could potentially be a, a keeper. Um, otherwise, quite a few players scored poorly, just the way that the Eels got dominated by the Dragons. Mitch Moses, his worst score of the year outside of um, the injury-affected one. Radha near had been putting up some good scores. That uh, didn't happen on the weekend. Reid Marnie started the season on fire, um, didn't really enjoy the... Um, the nature of the game with the Dragons dominating as well so I think most of those guys will bounce back whether it happens um, in a tough away game against Canberra I'm not so sure but uh, mostly look like keepers Sunday uh, afternoon footy the 2pm game is back thank heavens for that Mm. Um, Dragons hosting the Warriors at Cogra. Coming off uh, their fourth straight win, a very good one against Parramatta. Um, not too short to make of this team list. It is, the 17 is unchanged, but new recruit Josh Maguire is in the, um, the reserves list, as is former Panther and edge forward Billy Burns. Um, Maguire, I guess, relevant in case he cuts into the game time of Alvaro or Formayono and Billy Burns certainly a potential cash cow to watch out for if he finds his way into the starting team anytime soon.
1: Yeah, so Maguire, would you expect him to come straight in in some role, maybe off the bench to start with? I don't know.
0: Yeah, I I think sooner than later. Mm. They obviously, I mean, they don't, Need him. the The pack was phenomenal against Parramatta, I and mean, that Eels pack is good. Campbell Gillard, Paulo, these sort of guys, and um, the Dragons dominated them. And it's not, it's not a fancy or a flash pack on yeah. on paper. They lost Blake Laurie early too, but you know, Phil Maiono, Alvaro was really, really good. You know, Merin's doing good things despite being at sort of the twilight of his career. Paul Vaughan's been really good all season. You know, Josh Kerr's gotten better and better yeah. on an edge. So. In terms of who they drop for, for Josh Maguire, I'm not sure, but that um, team listers is there at the moment. Kate Ellis hasn't been used a lot. He's in the yep. 14, so maybe Maguire in for for Kate Ellis. Yeah, and I imagine he
1: he has a big effect on the minutes of maybe not all those middle forwards, but Firmino is probably the the top candidate to lose yep. some game time, possibly that starting spot um, going forward. But yeah, no need to do anything rash this week. I think wait and see how they how they play. Um, Otherwise, a few good scorers in there on the weekend. Alvaro, you mentioned, 49. Jack Bird, 63. His first uh, really good score of the year, first try. Um, McCulloch, 62. Just rock solid every week.
0: Yeah. Bird's an interesting one. I think I said at one of the early season podcasts, maybe not one to start the season with coming off back-to-back ACLs, but when he warms up, he's a real tackle buster, and we saw that against yeah. the Evil's at nine tackle busts. Obviously, he got a few in his line break try, but... Um, yeah, obviously not going to get 63 every week, but if he can bust five or six tackles you know, more often than not, which I think
1: is within his capabilities, then he, um, he could be one to look at in the centres. Yeah, he started the season really slow, got 13 points uh, in round one with seven missed tackles, just the one bust um, and an error. But then, yeah, since then, 40, 36 and then the 63. So, yeah, warming up, as you say.
0: Absolutely. Uh, Warriors team, they'll be a bit disappointed about uh, losing that one-point game against Manly last week. Um, they do get Bunty R4 back from suspension. Um, it's a bit of a weird team. I don't know if... It, the Peter, Hiku, um, Peter Hiku, sorry, on the the wing for David Fusatua, who's out with a hammy injury, and Marcelo Montoya in the centres. I'm not sure if that's how they'll start... Um, the the game but yeah a few changes Josh Curran uh, the edge forward formerly of the Roosters comes into the the starting side Um, Jack Murchie the other edge forward Torhu Harris named it props so strange team list all up Paul Turner comes in on the uh, the interchange as well what do you make of all this
1: look as long as Sean O'Sullivan keeps scoring points mind. (laughs) 73 on the weekend Uh, got a try I think you got a Big upgrade as well in the um, mm. the post game update. So yeah, he's made four tackle breaks every week, so he gets kick meters, the usual half things. But then uh, his running game is getting him that's twelve points a week just in the mm. in the bus, and then meters is on top of that, and then the try this week. And uh, yeah, he's going great. So uh, a really good cash cow for those who have got him in the last uh, few weeks. Um, Tohu Harris has <laughs> been ridiculously consistent as mm. well, as between sixty. One and 63 points yep. every week, 60, you know, That's two remarkable. in there, 63. Uh, yeah, great. Um, get what you pay for at this point. Um, and Jazz Davunga, probably the winner of uh, Adam Fli- Vanilla Blake being out. Devanga's um, minutes went up and his work rate went up and got 70 points on the weekend.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure I said with Sean O'Sullivan after one game, the four tackle bust was the one thing I was worried he wouldn't be able to keep yeah. up. But not only can he keep it up, he gets exactly that every week, it turns out. <laughs> Throw in <laughs> a try, and yeah, 73 is very handy. Yep. Um, The final game of the round is the Cowboys and the Bulldogs up there at um, Queensland Country Bank Stadium. Cowboys actually coming off a win. They've been pretty diabolical the first month of the season. Um, Bulldogs will probably eye this as one of their real good chances to get a a win this year um, after struggling so far in the season to date. Cowboys team list: um, Jason Tamalolo is back, um, was named last week but had to withdraw. Um, Ruben Cotter, who's put in a good score, it sounds like he's out injured for a while. Justin O'Neill returns from a head knock in the centres. Hamaso tabuai Fido is out with an ankle injury. Fantasy wise, what do you got?
1: Uh, ben Hampton is is mm. playing halfback and uh, kicking the ball a bit, and <laughs> he's, he's <kicking>. very cheap. <laughs> and he got fifty one points. Yeah, um, he's. I think I've had him once before. And he made some money. He was a cash cow at one point, but yeah. he's played so many positions, uh, has been a bit of a bust usually in fantasy as mm. a very low-scoring winger or centre. So he's, is, which is why he's so cheap. But uh, if he keeps this halfback spot, he could be one of those answers for a, a cash cow slash potential keeper in the centres. Mm. You can get forty points again. I've um,
0: spent more time thinking about Ben Hampton today <laughs> than I was planning to, <laughs> but here it is. Um, he got 51 last week, a bunch of missed tackles in there. He also got a try assist and eight points from two turnover tackles. So definitely some inflated numbers, but he also got over 300 kick metres and he's now the seven. Um, he had a bit of an, not extended, but a, a semi-regular run at 5.8 last year or the year before and averaged in the low 20s. It was a bit of a bust, as you uh, alluded to. Um, but I think the kick metres is what's going to boost him up. Um, with Scott Drinkwater alongside him, uh, also kicking the ball, but not as much as Hampton. So, if you throw in a guy who's probably a low 20 scorer, add in 15 points a week in kick meters that he doesn't usually get, suddenly got yourself a mid 30s scorer for a 290 price tag. He's not going to make 500k, but he might make 100, 150, and he's available at wing fullback and centre dual positions. So, it could be just potentially a straight swap for that Tessie New sort of. Yeah spot 20 on your bench where he covers wing fullback and centre as an emergency and hopefully claws together 100, 150k in price rises yeah
1: even starting in the centres for now and then emergency going forward or uh, someone to cash out if you make some money yeah, so if he keeps that starting spot is is the big question. So they've got Jake Clifford, who is a genuine halfback. I wouldn't say Hampton is genuine halfback, but mm. uh, but Clifford's off to the Knights next year, and you know Todd Payton, we know, is focused on the future at the Cowboys. He's talked a lot about his management of uh, Tomalolo's minutes in terms of his seven-year uh, contract. So he's someone who's thinking long-term, not just this season. It's not like the Cowboys are going to win the comp this season, so they're planning for the future. So I guess that all points towards giving game time to someone like hampton who's going to stay there rather than clifford who's going yeah um the other risk they could potentially buy someone they've got a lot of money in the cap now with uh mocha morgan retired uh josh mcguire off to the dragons officially today so they could go out and buy another halfback i don't know if that's an option if there's well who knows so if that happens then hampton's probably a you know bust again so a few little risks but I don't know what the chances of those things happening are versus Hampton keeping that spot for at least six weeks
0: yeah I mean there's talk of Clifford going sooner than later now that the Knights have lost Mitch Pierce for an extended period they might want him um, this season if they can come to an arrangement in terms of Cowboys buying a halfback I don't know if there's a lot out there they're going to get at short notice and I mean these things can move fairly quickly but I haven't really heard any whispers of anyone inbound a lot of talk about adam reynolds going there next year but he certainly won't be uh let go by south this year with a um you know a premiership window open at redfern um so yeah not a must buy but um potentially a low-end cash cow who covers that tessie new role in your, your centers or as an emergency um the bulldogs team uh a couple of changes there Um, Josh Jackson out with a calf injury The first game he's ever missed through injury um, (laughs) David Middleton said on Twitter today So uh, Luke Thompson who uh, came back and scored pretty well last week um, Walked off grabbing a hammy last week But apparently it was more of a cramp than a a strain He's named at 13 So um, he's in my never again pile after last year But he could be an interesting option um, for a few people And Jake Avarillo who uh, I know a few people have held on to Finally came good with a, a 60 odd score
1: yeah, really good score, 63 points, try, try assist, a couple of line breaks, I think he may have kicked a 40-20, he certainly kicked the ball more, so yeah, yeah really good uh, game from him, so those who held him, uh, which is not me, uh, are laughing mm-hmm. at uh, at that, um, good score as well from Cole Flanagan, who's been a bit up and down as well, he got a score in the 60s also, Adam Elliott in the 50s as well, after a, I think, quiet score last week, so mm-hmm. Yeah, a few promising signs there. And as you said, this is a game where they could potentially uh, get a win. So good signs again for those kind of attacking players. Um, Don't know if there's any buys there really, maybe. Not massively. I was going to say Nick Chotrich,
0: um, a poor score. He's now sort of – he was playing a bit of centre and wing now. He's just a winger. And, um, yeah, I think he's one to get out of your team if you are relying on him. Jackson Torpenny. um, Yeah. Very good score on debut. I think it was 60-something tackles without a single miss. Um, Played huge minutes due to the Lachlan Lewis head knock. um, Off the bench, played 35 minutes and scored 30, again mostly in tackles, but um,
1: consistently does not miss them. Um, Thoughts on him? I mean, until he gets a starting spot, I'm not convinced he's going to be worth it. Um, I don't know. I mean, in saying that, I've got a few of these bench middle forwards in my team Mm. who are making... uh, some good price rises with scores of, you know, 30 to 40 each week. So there could be value there. But if he's going to be a half hour bench guy, I don't know if that's quite enough. Um, yeah, even with primarily a good few tackles. Yeah. yeah.
0: He's also still getting a, um, an exemption to play yeah. week to week because he's a development player, not a top 30. They can put him in the top 30 if they. Um, if they need to, or otherwise from round 11, the development players can play without an exemption. But um, I dare say he's going to keep getting the exemption while Jeremy Marshall King is out, which is another month or so, I think. Um, But yeah, certainly not a a compelling buy, but if you've already got him or you're thinking about him, then there's a chance that he does hang around playing that half an hour for the next month or so. Um, Before we get into our Twitter questions, new segment, thanks to our sponsors, DoorDash, we're going to pick a Dasher of the Week which is a guy who's in not many teams who we think might score well um, this round. Who have you got?
1: Uh, I'm going to go Jazz Tavanga this week. So Mm. uh, he's in, I believe, less than 1% of teams last I checked, which is not many. Um, Mm. But uh, yeah, as I mentioned earlier, he's uh, been the big benefactor from a bigger role since Adam Fanua Blake was out. Bunty Afoa was missing as well last week, and he's back on the bench this week, but Regardless, Devonga starts at lock. He played 57 minutes. Uh, last round, got 70 points, 50 tackles, 145 metres. He's a stats machine. He gets he gets all the stats, positive stats, and negative stats. <laughs> many, many stats. He'll get stats. a lot of missed tackles. He'll get errors. He'll concede penalties. But he'll make tons of tackles and the odd tackle break and everything. So he's got a big range of scores. If he goes, uh, <laughs> you know, he can, he can make 60 points and then lose 30 in demerits. But on his day, he can get 70 like he did last week or... Mm. Or score really big if they aren't any demerits. Like even in that score last week, there was 14 in demerits from missed tackles and he still scored 70. So that could have been 84 <laughs> points in 57 minutes without a try. In- just all incredible. action, isn't he? Yeah, so he's my tip for this week.
0: I will pick uh, Luke Thompson who uh, scored a try in that 60 last week but moves to lock with Josh Jackson out. I know I said he's in my never again pile, but in just 0.5% of teams, if you want a real left-wing um, you know, point of difference or Right field, what's the term? Something like that. Sure. Um, 0.5% it seems he could be in for a good score. That Cowboys game could end up pretty loose and open. So gets yeah. a few tackle busts in the middle, uh, he might put a good score in again. Let's take some questions from the old tweet machine. Um, where do they start? Let's start with MJ, who uh, was our first question post-podcast announcement. Should I drop Mitch Moses and or Tedesco? This is a uh, interesting question. It seems like they're going to lose more money. If so, should I go for value players like O'Sullivan or guns like Callum Ponga? Uh Hard no to both of those. So mm.
1: both uh, Tedesco and Moses, you know, especially Tedesco, uh, keepers um, have been guns in the past. No reason why they won't be this. Year either, so just ignore their price tags. They're going to have quiet games, you know, every fullback does, but um, across the course of the season, they should average mm. 60 points a game each, I would say. So hold them. Certainly, O'Sullivan and Ponga are great guys to buy, but find mm. other ways to buy them.
0: Yes, yeah, certainly don't sell Tedesco. He's going to be. If not the best wing fullback of the year in the top mm. two with Pappenhausen, um, Mitch Moses also a keeper is probably on that level alongside guys like DCE. Is the the next best you know the, the guys you want alongside Nathan Cleary at the end of the year as your, your second half.
1: And especially this week, he's got um, Will Smith in the halves with him. I think so. With could get Brianna. some extra kick meters. So yeah. he could get a monster score this week. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Tom Canfell wants to know when Josh Schuster will be dual position. So yeah, next week is the the dual position changes. So anyone who's been playing, you know, considerably in a new position that they're not available in in fantasy, like Schuster has been in the second mm-hmm. row. Uh, Since he got into the first grade team, yes, we'll get dual position next week. Don't have a confirmed
0: list yet, but someone like Adam Dewey, who's currently wing fullback and playing in the halves, will be in line for dual position as well. Uh, Oz Hazard is looking at trading out Cameron Munster, already has Cleary and Townsend as well as Schuster and Sam Walker as cover. So a lot of halves in his squad. Um, Should I hold Munster or trade him to a cheapie? It's
1: a tricky one. I mean, Munster, he hasn't quite been what we were hoping at the start of the season in terms of picking up a lot of points that Cameron Smith left and through kick meters and, and yeah. whatnot. But his average is still quite good, I think. Um, I, I feel like he got 80. Average is
0: almost 60, largely due to that 80 he got against Penrith.
1: Yeah. But even then, he got so 80 against Penrith and 68 with a try last week. 49 on the weekend, you know, which is not bad. I mean, mm. Moses, who I've just called the keeper, got 41 on the weekend and will still average 60 across the season. So I think if you've got Munster he's probably one to keep unless you need to trade i mean if you didn't have cleary that's Mm. an upgrade you can justify but um yeah yeah tough one i mean if you've already got four other halves um maybe it makes sense but you're not really getting great value out of selling a, a possible keeper for for someone else ideally you sell you keep the keepers, you know? That's why yeah, they call keepers.
0: I agree. Um, Bhavish Patel is back. He says, Who would you guys say is the best option? He's looking at centres here Brian Kelly, Stephen Crichton, Jesse Ramian, and
1: Jack Bird. Um, yeah, well, Bird, I think, is probably the best value out of those guys. I don't yep. know. I mean, they're all – I think they could all be keepers, those those four. Um, Kelly's been a bit up and down. Um, yeah, He could thrive if the Titans really start smashing teams like they did against Newcastle on the weekend. Um, uh, Crichton, I, I think, was probably priced as high as he's going to get based on all the tries he scored last season. Exactly. So, don't know if there's much more upside there. Uh, Jesse Ramian as well probably scored around 40. So, yeah, I think – yeah, Bird's my favourite favourite out of those four. Yeah, I'm quite
0: bullish on, on Jack Bird. I think he's going to get a lot more tackle busts in the, the coming weeks. Yep. Full Metal Racket
1: asks, uh, Jake Simkin and or Turbo must-buys? Uh, Turbo definitely isn't. Uh, <laughs> seems a big risk. Uh, Simpkin, uh, not a must-buy this week, but... Um, if he has a good score this week and it looks like he's going to keep his spot, then certainly by next week he he could be a must buy. Mm.
0: I would. He's not must buy this week, but I think he's a good pickup this week. I think he's going to hang around in the team. He might not average sixty, but off base price averaging. Mm-hmm. Mid
1: forties is probably worst case. I think he's going to make some good fast cash. It's been rare to get starters who are base priced this season in general, and starting yeah. hookers are, are very rare.
0: Yeah, uh, Dom B, which I don't think is you, asks: Is Reed Marnie to Harry Grant or Crichton? I'm assuming Angus Crichton in this instance a good option. Uh, I don't think
1: Reed Marnie's worth selling yet. Is he he's no. got 54 on the weekend? Uh, He might not be scoring the 100s and 80s and stuff he got in the first few rounds but he still looks like he's getting keeper scores so I think I'd be holding him. Um, Grant, I'd be waiting a few weeks anyway if he's going to come off the bench again as they've named him. Uh, He's going to get cheaper. Uh, Angus Crichton, obviously a gun but yeah, find another way to make that trade.
0: Yeah, Marnie got an early shower against the Dragons once it was, I think it was the last eight minutes, once it was pretty obvious they weren't going to win the game. Um, Will Smith got on the field. There's no, I mean, the bench utility this week, I guess, is Bryce Cartwright, so there's no early shower for, for Marnie unless there's a real blowout and it doesn't matter sort of who's in what yep. uh, position. He also got a lowish score um, against the Sharks, not the week He got 70 against the Tigers week before that. He got 53 against the Sharks. I was watching him. He, I think he went 20 min- minutes without making a tackle in that game just mm. because the Sharks had so little ball and he didn't have to do anything. So the um, his worst score of the year is that 53, and I think that's an outlier. I think he's probably going to be at least a 60s average player. I yep. would be holding on to Reid Marnie at this point. Yep. Pups asks, um, this whole team naming, uh, I think he means around six team naming, has put my team under the pump. uh, Struggling for middle forwards, contemplating taking uh, a cut price Jason Tamalolo and adding a bit of jazz action into my life. This is some left field moves. Um, Little and DCE would have to go. Well,
1: well, don't sell DCE. That's the first step. Um, (laughs) That's the first step. (laughs) Yeah, Little, Little you can trade, DCE. Definitely. Absolute, he just got 93. Coming off 93, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, absolutely keep him. Um Tomolo I think, could get more cut price than he is now, so I yep. wouldn't be rushing out and getting him just yet. Uh, Jos Devanga, uh, well, I've tipped him as my dasher of the week, so I think he's not a bad buy. Just don't be stunned if uh, maybe mm. a follow coming back and um, they might have one or two other middles coming back could dig into his game time. If not this week, then, then going forward.
0: Yeah, find a different way to get some um, some different middles, I think into the mm-hmm. team definitely keep DCE. Um, we have a question from Nick McCarthy who wants to know the best option. i uh, selling Jordan Ricky. Should I get Payne Haas? Leaves me thirty nine thousand left over. I get Toru Harris, leaving one hundred and sixty five k.
1: Yeah, so ideally long run, if all goes to plan, you get both those guys at some point. Um, I suppose for overall points, then Harris definitely won't play origin he's a Kiwi Uh, Payne Haas might so that might swing things towards Harris uh, early on but but Payne Haas traditionally is one of the you know two or three elite fantasy players um, until Cleary he was he was the best so Mm. yeah I think If you can get harsh and it doesn't wreck your team, um, it's never a bad time to do it.
0: Yeah, I tend to agree with that as well. Uh, Paul Burns has Jai Arrow and Mitch Barnett in his middles, both underperforming. What
1: do I do with those two? Yeah, I wasn't convinced that those guys were going to be keepers at the start of the season. They both Mm. started really well. Um, I've got to check their break-evens, but I don't know. I think there might be players to move on at some point can't imagine they're urgent, but...
0: um. Yeah, I mean, Jai Arrow just off the bench. um, I know he got a huge score, I think, in round one um, off the bench in small minutes, but that was a 1.5 ppm sort of game. I don't think he's going to do that uh, too often. Averaging, what, 48 with a break-even of 65. I'd be be happy to move Jairo on this week, I
1: think. Yeah, so it's that tricky situation. It's kind of why you don't want players who are just that rung below keepers, you know, mm-hmm. high 40s, right on 50-point players, because then you end up trading them for someone who's maybe slightly better, but you're using a trade to do it. But um, yeah, so, not, and, I mean, Barnett, I'm just checking, he scored 38 last week. A Bit of a disastrous game for the Knights in general. He still averages 50, 55 for the season. Mm-hmm. Um, he's kicked a few goals, and that's going to probably disappear, but... Otherwise, he could still average fifty, maybe. So I wouldn't necessarily look to trade him out yet. Yeah. Maybe arrow first.
0: Yep, agree. Uh, Ryan Burgess, gents, help! I've got Ricky Little and Niu in my squad. Uh, Join the club, Ryan. Looking at Little and Armow out for Haas and Simpkin thoughts.
1: I thought at least Armow was going alright. I didn't see what his score was last week. He was maybe bang that's on his reason. average
0: of forty, I think. Okay, just about. Um, He's probably almost
1: peaked. Yeah, I like the setup of that question where I've got three <laughs> three guys who have been dropped, so I'm going to trade out a different guy. <laughs> yeah,
0: mm-hmm. Trade out someone else. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll be like looking it. to get rid
1: of probably Little and one of Ricky and you first. Um, yeah. but Keep again,
0: another. We break even 33, so they've probably got one more price rise. Exactly, yeah.
1: yeah. Um, I haven't got trade hmm. recommendations. I don't know how much money you have left, but yeah, if there's a few cheapies around.
0: Trade Ricky and Little, bring in... Simkin, like you're planning to. I don't know if that quite gets you enough money for Payne Haas. It probably should if you're selling I armios mean, like that expensive. Try and do that. Sure. Um, Henry Pollard asks, do I trade both Little and Ricky? Um, if so, do I look at Turbo Momorovski, or do I save a bit of cash um, and work on getting Cleary in the coming weeks?
1: Yeah, I think I think getting Cleary, despite how expensive he is now, probably has to be part of your game plan. Yep. you haven't got Cleary in your team. Are you building a... No, I do as of today. It was
0: was always the plan to get him in round six or eight. Um, I was hoping to get him 50 or 100K below starting price. Turns out I'm paying 80K more than starting price. It sort of allowed me to get a few more cash cows into my team at the start. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, the Milford and Little decisions, I probably wasn't going to get him this week, but with Milford and Little going, I had to get another half and had a a bank from Saltino and someone else the last couple of weeks for Schuster and got Sam Walker, so I would freed up a bit of cash, so you're clearing in this week, but yeah, certainly was the strategy to get him around this time anyway. Yeah, so
1: I think that's a good strategy. If you can free up cash, you know, get in good scorers who aren't that expensive, who aren't uh, top dollar, and save some money and then get clear in the next two or three weeks, you know, as soon as possible really, um, uh, that's the way to go. Yep.
0: Yeah. Um, Nanthan has an issue. He can drop Milford and Izarko and get Papali'i in a base grade. Uh, he suggests Joseph Sawali, although Sawali isn't playing, so I don't think I'd go that way. I um, thought it was worth it to get a pap in, but now with a little and Tessy new news,
1: it makes me doubt it. Who should I hold? I assume that pap might be Pappenhausen instead of Papali'i. But, um... Yeah. Yeah. Just write, writing out someone's whole name is... Certainly eliminates confusion. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so Pappenhausen, great bye. Uh, and, yeah, I wouldn't drop Asako. Uh, yeah, again, the guys who've been dropped, I think, have to go first. Yeah. So, little new. Um, Tessie New, not that confident about what his role is going to be coming back. Mm. If he doesn't come back soon, um, they've got Farnworth coming back. They've got Stags at some point coming back. We'll get one of those centre spots. So, Tessie New might be a backup for the Broncos mm. going forward. So, it might be worth cutting him. I mean, he could end up
0: coming back at fullback and doing really well. I'm not yeah, sure. It's true. I mean, he doesn't have that much value that he's worth selling ahead of a few of these other guys like Milford and um, Ricky and so on, Jacob Little. So, potentially wanted to just stick in your 21 and, and see what happens with him. Um, Nick Hudson has centre trouble, as many people do. I need two. Hampton is definitely coming in as one. Who do I sell to bring Peachy in out of Little, Ricky, Tupanua, and Alvaro leaning
1: towards Ricky? Uh, yeah. yeah, well, Little or Ricky, definitely not Alvar- Alvaro, he's got more money to make yep. um, Tupinu is back starting this week He's named to start. I think he may have been last week and went back to the bench But yep. they rotate things a bit at the roosters, so uh, yeah, good chance he starts this week So yeah, one of Little or Ricky, I guess Little
0: Yep, I agree yep. Uh, TK Sports, uh, who would be the best buy in terms of cash cows this week? Looking at Ola Kawatu but wanted to see if there's a better option or not well, Simpkin's the other one. Yeah. I don't mind Ola Kuatu. Hopefully he's got at least three weeks starting, but I would definitely say Simpkin is the best cash cow this week. Yep. Hanzo is looking to get Roberts uh, and Tessie New out for Bird and Hampton, but afraid Hampton is a trap. Thoughts?
1: Well, we discussed a bit of that. Yeah. yeah. So possible trap. We're not going to know for yeah. a little while, but a lot of, a lot of promising science. Mm. At least he's a cheap trap if he's a
0: trap. I don't mind those moves, I don't think. Um, Nathan Flaherty is uh, looking at Cook to Fafita. I don't know if i will be selling Damien Cook. And also Fumayono to David Mead um, as those two guys, Cook and Fumayono, will most likely
1: lose money this week. Um, mm-hmm. And a Cheapie, also have Walker. Uh, yeah, Cook to Fafita. Again, Cook's probably a keeper at this point. Yeah. I get that he scores are up and down at some point we'll get a better idea of what his average is his average is still pretty good i think overall with those 80s so yeah a bit early to sell he could easily start reeling off mm. 60s and you'll feel a bit foolish for selling yeah. um so yeah again find another way
0: yeah i've misread the question it was firmiano or david Mead out for the cheapy already have sam walker happy to sell probably firmiano or david Mead at this point yeah for a Simkin type yeah 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 um Mentions Sean Blair, I wouldn't get him until he's actually named to start. Yep. Um, Hayden asks, is Chotrich a hold um, with the panic this week? Which ones should I trade out of Little Ricky and Tessie
1: New? What do you think? Is he a hold? I mean, his scores have been quite poor recently. Yeah, traditionally he's an all right fantasy player. I don't know. I wasn't convinced at the start of the season yeah. he was gonna be great but um, traditionally he plays for Canberra and not Canberra. <laughs> well, that that could be the difference, yeah. <laughs> he hasn't um, got any tries yet. Uh yeah, not much else in terms of attacking stats. A few line breaks, no try assists, handful of busts. Um start of the season a couple of forties, but that was in that dual, you know, centre slash wing role. So I don't know. His price is gonna keep tumbling for a while. Yeah. Be happy to get all of those guys out of my team. Uh, like we
0: said, Tess and you probably not too urgent, but um, Ricky might start losing money as soon as this week if he's back on the bench. Yep. Um, that is all the questions. I hope we've been able to help you with your fantasy team. There's a lot to um, digest <laughs> this week. Uh, we'll be back, obviously, next week to talk about the Round 7 teams. Thanks again to our sponsors at DoorDash, and thanks for listening.